You are listening to Randall Parker's Film Club with me, Randall Parker. Fucking hell, I bet there words you never thought you'd hear again. That's right, folks. After nearly two years, I'm back for another fun-packed episode of Film Club for you. So how you lot been keeping? Quite well, thanks for asking. Wasn't asking you, Ken, you dozy prick. I was asking the listeners. So welcome to the latest instalment of Film Club, packed with the usual stuff, a couple of film facts, a couple of reviews and a film that what I would like to see. Oh, and Randall's recommends for you. So you been up to much? You know, the usual, signing on. Phoning Alison. Reading. Fuck off, Ken, I was talking to the listeners. Jesus Christ, I forgot how annoying you were. So I bet you lot have been wondering what's happened to me, why I've disappeared off the face of the earth. Well, it's a long story. That I'll tell you about during the course of the show. Randall Parker's Film Fact Meat-headed arsehole Bruce Willis often likes to make his co-stars come and take a look at an impressive shit that what he has done. Randall Parker's Film Fact Another one of them later in the show. You can't pick on Bruce Willis anymore. He's gone slow. Fucking hell, what's the world coming to, eh? Political correctness gone mad, that. You'll be telling me the Queen's dead next. Well, she is. Fuck off, Ken. Don't say things like that. It's not nice. Just like to say that you, if you can hear a sort of chugging, bubbling sound in the background, that's Mum's fault. Uh, the other night she went on the rampage and I locked her in the airing cupboard, uh, handcuffed to the pipes, and I think she's fucked up the combi boiler or something, been making right strange noises these past couple of days. Now, those of you with a long memory uh, will remember that during my last episode I was due to go to the engagement party for Slow Francis and his bride Donna. Fucking hell, since I've been gone, they've split up and turned their relationship back together more times than the arse in a fat kid's school trousers, but that's another story. Anyway, I was at the do, having a shit time. I'd eaten all the chicken nuggets and I was on my third tube of cheese and chive Pringles, minding my own business, when all the Slow Francis's mates come over and start to pick on me, saying stuff like, Why are you here? Did you know no one likes you? Is that your real heir? And we pray every night that you choke to death on your own sick. You know, the usual sort of thing. Those of you who know me uh, know that that sort of thing's like water off a duck's back. Had it for years at school. Learned to pay no attention to it. I mean, the teachers, they've got to get the frustrations out on somebody, haven't they? But for some reason, this night, it got on me pip. Uh, Ken had fucked off early, so I was in the pub on me and minded me business when they came over looking for trouble. I mean, what's a man to do? So once he'd gone back to their own table, took me sock off, filled it with peanuts, and went at the fuckers, you know, using me makeshift cosh. I clocks Grandmaster Steve O'Belter right across his fat mush, and he goes down like a sack of fucking spuds. Belted it was, I tell you. Uh, his eyes roll to the back of his head, and he starts to break dance like he's 1982 or something. Turns out being lamped with a sock full of big D works wonders for setting off a peanut allergy. Uh, so the ambulance g- gets called and uh, the cart fat Steve off to A&E and things settle down. And after a while, the Warhammer wankers come back over, say to me they want to call a truce and they said a few things that they regretted and they bought me a can of Impto. So as a gesture, I drinks it and it tastes a bit funny like aniseed balls and that's the last thing I remember that night. Emails. So on to emails. Uh, some of these were a bit old, so we got rid of those. And then we were left with the ones asking where the fuck I'd gone. Uh, we threw them away. But once, uh, you know, we'd done all that, uh, we were left with these two. 
so the first one goes dear Randall in the vain hope that your podcast returns I thought I'd send over this email I recently transitioned from male to female and found my perspective on certain films had changed for instance I used to piss myself laughing at the film Shallow Hal but since the transition I found that the character played by Jack Black Hal is a fucking twat have you ever had something happen in your life that has changed the way you see a film best wishes Janice Battersby Hmm. Interesting email that, Janice. Janice, you changed from male to female and you chose the fucking name Janice. Reach for the stars, love. You had a whole range of girls' names and you chose fucking Janice. Jesus. So I think. Well, a lot's happened to me in the last 18 months, so I guess some of the films that what I used to love will have probably changed for me. But isn't that the beauty of cinema? I mean, the fact you can watch the same film at different points in your life and the way you perceive them changes rather than the film. Like Bambi, when I first saw that, right, and his mum was shot dead, I cried like a baby for hours and hours. Then years later I watched it and thought, well, the bloke that watched shot her didn't do it for fun, did he? Did he because his family needed some tea? So, yeah, I suppose there are some films that have changed for me as I've grown in life. Thanks for writing in, Janice. Hope the future works out how you think it will. Just thinking about transitioning from male to female. What do they do with all the cocks? I mean, do they keep them just in case you want to switch back? Or do they sew them on someone coming the other way? Next email goes. Uh, Dear Andal, call me a low life or whatever you like, but I quite often like to rate films by how much I fancy the ladies in said film. So let's say something like Wonder Woman 1984 is a greater film than Wonder Woman simply because Wonder Woman only had Gal Gadot in it so that has a one tug rating. Using a tug rating system here. Uh, Whereas Wonder Woman 1984 had Gal Gadot and that other wench. Fuck, what's her name? Heard out of bridesmaids. Uh, Hang on a minute. Kirsten Wigg in it so that had a two tug rating. Uh, my wife left me over this, but I still maintain that Pound for Pound, Pitch Perfect 2 has the highest rating using my system. Do you have any rating systems like this, or is it just me? Love and kisses, John Inman. Now, you're not the only one, pal, but most blokes just keep this sort of thinking in their heads. But having said that, I do have a Randall Parker rating for pop bands. So, Little Mix, they've got a 75% rating. I'll leave you to work out who's dragging the score down there. Uh, I put them on a par with the cause, because there's no way I'm fucking Jim. Uh, the Spice Girls, they've got an 80% rating. Uh, but the winners are girls allowed who have, or had, or still have, in fact, 100% rating. Uh, I hope that's answered your question, John. Uh, if you want to send an email, feel free. The email address is randallparker1971 at gmail.com. Randall Parker's Film Fact Roly-poly funny woman, Melissa McCarthy, once kicked a pig so hard its liver shot out of its arse. Randall Parker's Film Fact Pretty sure we got another one of them later in the show. Uh, Before we start a review, let me get you up to speed on where I've been these past few months. Right, so the last thing I remember was having the funny vimto. Next thing I know is I wake up in just me vest and pants and it's fucking roasty not. Uh, I comes to, right, and I notice that I've been chained up on this boat in the middle of the fucking sea. And there's all these blokes running about shouting at me in some language I didn't fucking know. Anyways, their captain comes over to me and explains it turns out that I'd been drugged by the Warhammer wankers sold for 32 quid to Somalian pirates and was now their property. I was on their boat in the middle of some fucking ocean where they plied their trade robbing cruise ships. 
to look at the lads there, you wouldn't have known they were pirates. Not a one of them had an eye patch or a wooden leg. Didn't have a Jolly Roger even. It's quite disappointing, really. I always fancied being a pirate when I was a lad. Anyways, I didn't get to do any of the interesting stuff. They made me peel spuds, clean the shitters, make the beds, all the boring shite. And at night, they locked me in a crate so I wouldn't escape. And up until a few weeks ago, that's where I was. Uh, my only chance of escape was one time when we raided a cruise ship off the coast of Ibiza and I managed to pass a message to Norman Cook to get in touch with Tommy's slippers and tell everyone where I was. Norman, true to his word, did get in touch with Tommy's slippers, who told Big Ken, who did fuck all about it. But to be fair, if Tommy slippers had said to you that Fat Boy Slim said you'd been kidnapped by pirates, would you have believed him? Uh, suppose not, Ken. I'll let you off that one. So did you get much action when you were a pirate? Sorry, Ken. You know, shagging. Ah, oh, right, yeah, well, let's just say I'm not a virgin anymore. Admittedly, it wasn't with a lady, and I was tied to a bed, uh, but technically I still think it counts. You just have to zone out and find a happy place. So, on to reviews. The bit you really tuned in for. No one wants to hear me banging on about my life, do they? Now, whilst I've been away, I've missed out on a fair bit of cinema. And what I thought I'd do in this episode is review two of the biggest films that would have been on at the cinema since I fucked off. Now, funnily enough, uh, both of these films were released on the same day. So, firstly, I'll review a film called Oppenheimer, and later I'll review a film called Barbie, in what I like to call Barbenheimer. Uh, do you like what I did there? I joined two words together to make one. It's fucking good, that. I surprise myself sometimes. Uh, they missed a fucking trick there, didn't they? Uh, right, so we're going to start off with Oppenheimer, which is directed by Snooze Merchant Christopher Nolan. So this shit stars the bloke off Peaky Blinders. Uh, he's sort of at this interview where they're going on at him down the Dole office and they wanted to know if he's done any work paid or unpaid since he last signed on and they're being right twats about it. But then he comes to years earlier when he's at school and he's doing crap and decides he wants to murder his teacher. But Chick is out and the teacher's mate says to him, fuck off to another school, you'll get more clever there, which he does. Then after that he moves to another school, now he's a teacher, where he talks science stuff to a bunch of smart asses. Then some bloke comes in and says, ooh, there's a war started somewhere, and uh, someone's done some big thinking and done something sciencey. Now he's done that thinking, let's make a big fuck-off bomb before the baddies do and drop it on the Japanese. And that's what they do. But they manage to stretch this out for three fucking hours Admittedly, the main science bloke out of Peaky Blinders does some shagging, and then for some reason Iron Man walks around in black and white being grumpy. But the film was all over the fucking place. I mean, what is it with Christopher Nolan's obsession with jumping about to different places in the story? It's a right mess of bollocks, that is. Start at the beginning, mate, and work your way through to the end. Don't go changing the fucking rules. They're there for a reason. I mean, even pornos have rules, don't they? Goes blowjob, cuddylingus, him on top, her on top, doggy style, then he pulls out and jizzes. Don't start with him splashing his minerals all over the place and then cut to the blowy, do you? Now, using John Inman's tug rating, I'd give this a two. Uh, I know some people may not agree with me, but I've got a bit of a thing for Emily Blunt. Ratings-wise, I'm going to put this on a par with something like The Wizard of Oz, because that jumps from black and white to colour for no fucking reason as well. That was Oppenheimer. Watch that if you like skinny people being all moody because they invented something. When I got home, I walked through the front door and I says hello to Mum. And she says to me, Oh, you're back then. And that was it. 
tried to tell her all about being kidnapped, but she says, stop telling tall tales. I mean, tall tales. We were living in the 1940s or something. Went to the bank. All the money that old Joe left me in his will had gone. Uh, Mum had gambled that away down at Gala Bingo. My bungalow had been taken back by the council. Fat Judith had stolen all my stuff. Well, apart from the stuff Ken stole. And to top it off, Mum had taken in a lodger, so I hadn't even got my own room anymore. Luckily for me, though, the lodger was Big Ken, so we'd been sharing a bedroom. I say luckily, but, you know, fucking hell, I'll tell you something. We top and tail in the bed and he cuts me to shreds with his fucking toenails. Look like a teenage goth doing self-harming. I tell you what, it comes to something, Ken, when I long for the days of being bummed by pilots. What about your farting? What about it? Your arse is always going off. I've told you ever since the incidents with the pilot, my sphincters are not as tight as it once was. I've got no chance of holding in a turtle's head anymore. Hopefully it'll shrink back down to normal size soon. Anyways, we haven't discussed those Natalie Cassidy fitness DVDs you've got stashed under the bed. I mean, what are they all about? Well, they're my research materials. What are you researching? How much mixture you can fetch in a 47-minute runtime? Mind you, Ken, she does look a bit spicy in that after picture. Films that what I would like to see. So, on to the section of the podcast where I tell you an idea for a film that what I would like to see. And if you're a film company, feel free to get in touch and buy the idea off me. This week's film that what I would like to see is called King of the Pirates. Now, some good-looking bloke is poisoned and sold to pirates, and at first he's their slave, but after a bit of time he wins them over, becomes their boss, and ultimately makes them better people. Oh, and he definitely doesn't get bummed by any of them. It's got winner written all over it, that one. Films that what I would like to see. Whilst I was being held captive, I did make friends with this young lad called Toby. That wasn't his real name. Couldn't get the anger what it was. Uh, he did try to teach me a few times. Uh, he was a nice young lad, probably about 12 or 13. He'd been kidnapped and sold to the pirates too, like most of the lads there. Anyway, Toby and I built up a bond, and even though he was an actual pirate and I just cleaned the skidders off the back of the bogs, we got along, and he was the only one who ever treated me with any kindness, really. Now I'm free. He would be the only one that I would like to meet again. But that ain't going to happen as the Royal Navy blew his head clean off when they stormed the ship and killed everyone apart from me. Right, so on to our second film review for this week. It's from last year and it's called Barbie, directed by Greta Gerwig. Ding dong. Lady director. Well done, Now this film on the surface looks like a cash-in by a toy company to make a few quid off the kids, but there is actually a message behind it. Now Barbie explores the gendered social phenomenon of women being expected to give up their childhood joys and dreams to get on in life. It shows that women don't have to surrender their imaginations and can find empowerment in a world dominated by restrictive views held by the social norm. So get your tissues ready, because you're going to need them. For all the wanking, because there's loads of fit birds in it, in fact, with pause breaks for personal time, it took longer to wash than Oppenheimer. Twice as long, in fact. Now, this film starts out and Barbie's living in a world where everything is pink and wonderful and perfect. Then one day she falls on her arse and she's got manky feet. 
So she nips off to see this other Barbie who says that some wench in the real world is playing with her and caused some sort of hole in the fabric of the universe. So Barbie has got to go and give her a dry slap and bring her to her senses. So that's what she does and Ken, her boyfriend doll, nips along for the ride. So when they're there, uh, Ken finds out that the real world is run by men and he nips off and tells all his mates about it. And by the time Barbie finds the woman who's fucked everything up, takes her back to Barbie land, the men dolls are running the show and it's all gone to shit. Well, to cut a long story short, all the Barbies gang up on the men dolls and force them to sing this really, really long song and it all comes out in the wash and everyone's happy. I think there's a message in there about just be happy with who you are because it doesn't matter if you're fat, thin, young, old or been bummed by pirates. It's enough to be yourself. I'm Kenoff. You're too much. Shut up, you fucking giant. I'm kind of sad I wasn't here when this was out at the cinema. Would have been nice to see all the dads that would have been forced to take the kids to see it. I would have loved to have sat at the back of the screen and watched the live drain from their eyes as it hit the halfway mark. I never had a dad, so I don't have memories like that. Do you, Ken? Yeah, a few. You never talk much about your dad, Ken. Well, I know he ran off with a main one from Judas Priest, but that's about it. Well, he once killed 23 people. Fucking hell, lad, you've kept that close to your chest. What was he, a serial killer? Nah, a bus driver. He fell asleep at the wheel and ploughed into a line of school kids. Fucking hell, Ken, was that about 1979? Yeah. That was your dad? Yeah. I remember that, fucking hell. Small world, innit, eh? Killed 22 of them outright, and then there was this poor lass who won't gone for a few weeks, yeah. We blamed it on his tablet, so he got off. You're a dark horse, Ken. Hey, any more family secrets? Yeah, loads. Right, so you're not going to share them then? Nah. So back to Barbie. This scores about 60 on the John Inman Tug scale. Ratings wise, I'm going to put this on a par with Last Tango in Paris because with personal time breaks, they both have a similar runtime. That was Barbie. Watch that if you like the Wench Off Suicide Squads. <laughs> No, not yet, Ken. What's what's wrong with you? I just wanted to watch something. Was it your Natalie Cassidy DVD again? No. It was, wasn't it? Might be. I'll tell you what, I'm surprised your balls aren't the size of raisins the amount of times you've watched that. But they just hang there like two coconuts tied to a washing line. What are you doing looking at my bollocks? They're hard to miss, mate, in them Superman pyjama trousers you wear with the gusset worn away. They just hang down, don't they? It's not a pretty sight at all. Randall Parker's. Film fact. Dense moron Chris Pratt often likes to walk around the local library so people don't think he's as thick as he really is. Randall Parker's film fact. Well, we're rattling through this, aren't we? Uh, right, I think this is probably the last thing I've got for you. Randall recommends. So, on to Randall recommends, the part of the podcast where I, Randall Parker, recommend a film that what you should watch. It ain't rocket science. So this week's film, That What I Recommend, is from 1992. It's called Porco Rosso, and it's a cartoon. But a fucking good one, done with felt tips, you know, a proper cartoon. Not a shit one like the Boss Baby. Uh, now, it's about this pig pilot called Porco Rosso, and he used to be a bloke, but something happened to him. He turned into a pig, and he's got this big red plane, and he goes around shooting baddie pilots and being an all-round hero. Yeah, it's better than I've made it sound there. 
well it's on Netflix so give it a whirl uh, my preference would be to watch it in the original Japanese version with subtitles not the dubbed American version with the Edward Scissorhands Batman doing the voice you miss some of the nuances if you watch that version so that's this week's recommendation Porco Rosso get it watched Randall recommends so folks that about wraps things up it's nice to be back hope you've enjoyed having me back hope some of you have missed me uh, if you want to email the show you can send them to randallparker1971 at gmail.com I really would love to hear from you join me again next week where we review a couple of films have a couple of film facts and do all the usual bollocks might even get all philosophical and try to answer some of life's great mysteries like who really built the pyramids are aliens real if a tree falls in a forest and no one's there to witness it, does it make a sound? Does Natalie Cassidy wear any knickers? Fuck's sake, Ken. Ta-ra for a bit. Mm-hmm.